What is up everybody? My name is Abby Murphy and today is a super super special exciting uh, episode. I'm like so excited. I'm sitting on the bed right now in this new cute little apartment with my friend Mal. Everybody say hey Mal. Would you like to say hi to the people of the pod? Hey you guys. I'm just so honored to be here. Abby is a great friend and <laughs> I'm just excited to talk to you guys. Well, we're going to get right into it. A little intro on who Mal is, um, so you know who you're listening to right now. Um, she is a junior accounting major at Lipscomb University. She's the treasurer of the social club of Phi Delta, which is the sorority. Oh, it's <laughs> What, what, what? It's a Pi Delta, P-I. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just, can we just leave it in? Is that okay? Is that allowed? <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about sororities, okay? Is that how you spell it? P-I? Yeah, pi. Pi? Okay, well, interesting. You're learning something new every day. You come on a Christian podcast and you learn about sororities. <laughs> Let's go. Listen, y'all, I am not good with the sorority stuff, so I'm so sorry. Pi, Delta, not Phi, Pi. Um, she's a member of the leadership team of the college ministry at Church at Avenue South in Nashville, which I've had the pleasure of being able to attend. It's a wonderful church. It's a wonderful ministry. So if you're near the area, Nashville, Tennessee, y'all should definitely go to Church at Avenue South. It's awesome. Um, it has a great college group as well if you're looking for a community. And uh, Mal has a, a really big impact on the the church in there so that's really cool she also which is this is how we met but she's worked um summers at crossings camp at jonathan creek in kentucky and we'll dive a little bit more into um how we met there and just like the crazy story of just how everything worked out it's just crazy but um yeah mal i'm i'm so excited that you're here and would you like to open open us up in a prayer i would love to okay Dear God, thank you for this day, and just thank you for friendship and just crossing paths, um, letting us cross paths with people that we're supposed to cross paths with in um, your perfect timing, dear Lord. Um, I just thank you for the beautiful weather outside, and I just thank you for the platform that Abby has, and um, I just thank you for each listener listening. Um, just be with each of us and just help us to glorify you and just help our words to um, impact someone out there that needs to hear it. Uh, we love you and thank you. On Christ's name, amen. Amen. That was so good. You just you're so good at praying. You're oh, just so good. stop it. I mean, everyone's good at praying. A prayer is a prayer, but Mal, man, you're pretty good. You got a little gift going. So, um, Mallory, would you like to share with the people how we met? I would love to. <laughs> um, so this summer I had this great opportunity to work at a camp called Jonathan Creek, and um, it's part of Crossings. It's up in Murray, Kentucky. And um, it's a great place. If you've never heard of it, maybe you should check it out. It's um, so fun. They're actually hiring right now. So if anyone wants to be a camp counselor, um, I'll give you my Venmo and I can get <laughs> some money for your reference. But um, it's just a lot of fun. And so I worked there this summer and basically I just got paid to spread the gospel and teach kids about Jesus and mentor people. Um, I also got paid to throw some kids off of tubes as a boat driver, and it was, and then related back to the gospel. So it was great. Oh my gosh! Wait, I remember. Oh my gosh, that takes me back now. Because you were driving whenever I was on the tube, weren't you? I was. Oh my gosh, this girl was crazy for real. Oh my gosh, we didn't even fall off though. Me and Avery, we didn't even. I was riding with this girl named Avery. We did not fall off. Mal was trying, but she could not. Yes, Abby and Avery were two of the only ones that I couldn't throw off. Yep. So, girl they, power girl power but yeah Mallory's so good at what she does like where did the where did the passion come from 
like wanting to do crossings because that's a really big thing to take on yeah so I just grew up going there um every summer from sixth grade until I graduated high school and I just knew that that was where the gospel really became true to me and I realized okay I do Christianity isn't just about okay I'm saved now Jesus is in my heart it's all about okay how am I practicing the gospel Mm. um and that's where that kind of came true to me was at crossings and I knew after experiencing that seeing people work there I knew um at crossings we every day you wear a yellow shirt um as a staff and so I knew I wanted to be in that yellow shirt one day and I just worked for it and I knew it was going to be hard I honestly did not feel equipped at all um but I knew that Jesus doesn't um call the equip he equips the called and so Mm -hmm. I knew that that's where I was supposed to be this summer um, and I'm just so thankful that I listened to the Lord's will on that. That's so good. I've never heard that. Really? The equipped. Wait, can you say it again? He doesn't call the equipped. He, he equips, equips the called. I love that. I think that's so good because a lot of times I feel like we wait for like, oh, like I'll do it when I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Or like if you feel that tug on your heart, like to go speak to someone. Yes. And you're like, well, like I'll, I'll wait until I'm like a little more confident. But like you're never going to really truly feel like ready. You know, like all of us. We can't do it on our own, you know what I mean? Right. So, like, when we take that jump into the next big thing that Jesus is calling us to, even when we ourselves don't feel like we can handle it, like, we're not supposed to handle it ourselves. Right. And the world constantly tells us to doubt what we can do, and mm-hmm. we have to listen to what who God says we, who God says we are mm-hmm. um, and not what the world says. And so we'll nev- we're never going to feel ready. But Jesus uses, like, every disciple, he... Um, his 12 disciples and his apostles and Paul, like, none of them were equipped on their own. They were mm. equipped through mm-hmm. Jesus. And so that's the same with us every day in the mission field. That's good. Dang. We're only six minutes <laughs> in and we're spitting facts, man. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, I want to know. So it's very easy, which I've learned uh, if you guys have listened to the college episode, you've learned that it's kind of a struggle to go from, like, that camp high feeling into the real world. So what is, what is that? Do, can you describe like the transition for you? Of, Cause you were at camp all summer. Mm-hmm. It's a long time. And then jumping into crazy busy schedule. And I mean, your schedule is crazy at college. Like what, what's that transition like? And how do you f- find your way? Yeah. So just like anytime you go to a camp, you, you have that one week at camp and you're like, okay, I'm learning all this stuff about, Jesus and what it means to live out my life for him and I'm just gonna do so much better and then in two weeks you're like oh I'm not filled up anymore mm-hmm. oh my goodness I'm I'm slacking again and it's it's very easy to get into that um I actually was in a bible study a week ago and we were talking about how um just like we're we eat a meal we can't eat a meal to sustain us for three weeks in one setting and that's kind of like Ooh. Jesus like we we can't just expect to be filled up from going to church for an hour for a whole week like we have to constantly pour in and be committed and strive to like get to know him more and be closer to him and be intentional with that relationship and so I think that's the biggest takeaway from that camp high um I was thinking about the gospel every second of every day from May 15th to August 1st and it was a big shell shock to me of like coming back August 2nd and it not being put in my face constantly. And so 
one thing that I really struggled with was, okay, now that the people around me, like, aren't just talking about the gospel or aren't just talking about Jesus Mm or highs and lows of students we were impacting or what God was doing, I think it made it a lot more evident to me, okay, you do have to work for it. And it's not just, it's not easy to live the Christian life. And so I think ultimately what I had to do after camp was think, okay, what did I learn and what, what, what did Jesus teach me then so I can apply it now? And so one thing that I took away from camp that I still look at is, um, one, just to pursue excellence in anything you do, whether it's a homework assignment that you just really mm-hmm. don't want to do or um, cleaning the dishes because you have to or else your house is going to be dirty. Like Everything that we do is a gift from the Lord, so how mm-hmm. are we going to sh- glorify His name through that even if it doesn't look appealing on the outside? So that was one of the biggest things I learned from camp. Um, and it's just important, it, whether it's a week or three months, like you have to continually pursue lo- longing for Christ and learning more about him. It's He's never going to be more distant. We're always the ones to be more distant. And so mm. I think it's important you just have to continue to seek him. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think, too, like when life gets busy, we just let these distractions come yes. in. And I think, like, mentally – like we both I we both have probably experienced where like we say like we're going to set these intentions for ourselves but like it's a lot harder to follow through with like the mindset of going about a christianly life if you don't have the actions to like mm. back it up and to support you in that way so what would you say like some practical ways of like getting involved to like hold you accountable on that on that path are for you like in in seasons of busyness you know yeah with college and craziness yeah. Um, well, first I want to start off with no one's perfect in this. I still like struggle with, oh my gosh, me. Oh my goodness. Yep. It's easy to say, yeah, I'm going to do this every day, but I still will go like three days in a row without opening my Bible. And I'm mm. like, wow, like I'm not giving God any attention and all these things of this world are taking my yeah. time. Do y'all hear that podcast people? <laughs> Mallory is literally so spiritual and godly and amazing. And she falls too we all do it it's okay we're human yes in romans it says we all fall short of the glory of god and Mm. so we are human we're not supposed to be perfect because only jesus can be perfect so Mm. remember that Mm -hmm. give yourself some grace um but i think for me the biggest thing that i've been trying to do is start my day with either if it's five minutes of scripture or if it's 30 minutes of scripture some Mm. in some way um, get into the word because I know if I do not do it in the morning, That's the day me. will get yeah. away from me. That's and me too. at night, oh, my bed just looks too good. Yeah. So. And TikTok's just right there. <laughs> right. It's so bad. But, oh my gosh. Yes. yes. And, um, so that's really important to me. Also, I think it's just important to live out your faith. Like don't be ashamed of being a Christian. Um, yeah. in the Bible, it always says like, we, we are not called to have an easy life. And we are going to be ridiculed. We are going to be looked upon differently. And I know it looks different for Abby and I because we go to a Christian school. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it might not be the same as just, like, living an ordinary life. Like Yeah, there's, there's a lot more offered on campus for, like, Christ, like Christian clubs. And, like, we have mat, like chapel every yes. other day. So it's a lot easier. Yeah, so it's a lot easier to see. But I think it's just important to 
see the opportunities of, okay, how is God working in this? And, like, I constantly just try to find ways of where I see God instead of just being like, oh, I only see God when I'm in the Bible or when I'm at church. Yeah, that's a really good point. I feel like a lot of times, like, I had a conversation with someone. I don't remember what it was, but they were going into construction or something, and they were like, how do I find God in construction? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. in the things where you don't think, like, like if you – the stereotype of like, oh, well, if you don't become a, like a pastor or in ministry, right. like as your career, well then like, what are you doing? But like the moment, like Mal said, like when we set our intentions and, and look for God and the things that don't necessarily, like of this world aren't necessarily like labeled as godly. And I say in quotations, like the, the construction example, like you're working with people you're in, you have influence on those people that you're working with. Therefore, those relationships that you build, you can lead a Christ-like example in the way that you work hard and diligently work. And when people want to complain, you're the one who says, hey, guys, let's look on the bright side of things. Or, hey, guys, let's do this. And, and set that example for people and say, like, what does this person have that I don't? And the answer is Jesus. Jesus. You're so right. <laughs> I think... It's so easy, it is so easy to separate your life in secular world and then spiritual life. Mm -hmm. Um, And the moment that we start to intertwine those is the moment that, like, we really start to feel Jesus moving in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that that second and that when you constantly try to look for that, the easier it is to live out the faith. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Dang, that's good. That's so good. Yeah. And then... The third thing is, for sure, without a doubt, find community. You have to find community. It's so easy to be like, oh, I'll just do it on my own. But the moment you find a small group or just find a couple people to dive into the word with or whatever it may be, the moment you get accountability and the moment you get people to help you grow. And we're called to be the church. We're called to find people to be the church for us, and we're called to be the church for other people. Hmm. Um, And so... If we aren't doing that, we're not following the Lord's plan. We're not following his call to us. And so that is truly, I, I couldn't have gotten through certain things in my life with, if it wasn't for the church. I, oh, there's sure. no way I could do for it on sure. my own. Yes. Well, and I think also, like we were saying at the beginning, like it's going to be scary to kind of put yourself out there. Yes. And you're never going to feel ready. Like that's like a thing where it's, that's a perfect example of like having that fear of like, well, you know, I I don't want to put myself out there to meet new people until I feel comfortable doing this or until I get school under my belt or until I, like, there's never going to be a perfect time. Like, you just got to throw yourself in there. And like, it doesn't mean like you go to one place or you go to one church or you join one group and you have to stay there. Like, you can try it out, see what feels best. Like, we're all called to relate to people in different ways, to build different relationships in different ways, and we all feel things differently. So like, you will find your way. Right. And you will find your community. So can you walk through, because I know you've kind of had a journey with like finding people in college and surrounding yourself with people who pour into you like you pour into them. So can you kind of dive into that a little bit? Yeah. So finding community is not always easy. Um, So my college experience has kind of looked a little bit different than the traditional four years. Um, I went, I actually, I'm at Lipscomb now in Nashville, but I first went to Sanford in Birmingham, um, where I knew no one, except I had a good friend, I don't know if you listen to this, but Jenna Brooks, um, we went to high school 
together, and so she was, we were roommates going in. But other than that, I and knew they were no roommates. One. And they were roommates. Have you seen that video? Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyways, sorry. Um, and so it was really hard just going somewhere four and a half hours away from home that I didn't know a single person. Um, and so that just meant there was more effort. But the more effort you put into friendship and community, the more the reward. Mm. Um, and so it's like Abby was saying, it's not hard. It's not easy to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. It's so much more comfortable to sit in your room and just be by yourself, get things done. I mean, it's going to be a lot lonelier, but like that is the easy option. But we that would not be sustainable. Like we need people, mm-hmm. and so I think for me, I did the uncomfortable of, oh, I met somebody in the common area, wherever that might be at your college campus or wherever you are, maybe I should reach out to them and be like, hey, why don't we get lunch or let's grab coffee or something. Mm -hmm. And then that always just opens doors to other people. Um, So just like really putting yourself out there. I know for me, I um, rushed there at Sanford for a sorority and I met so many people and just kept kept continuing to try to make connections. And eventually you're going to find your people. Um, They're I mean, hear me say, they're not going to be the first people you meet mm. at a college campus. Uh, it took me until, honestly, this year to find my core people. Um, and that's like, oh my gosh, that's half your college career was <laughs> wasted. But that's not true. Like, the Lord gives us people in certain seasons and mm. replaces people in certain seasons exactly in His perfect timing. Um, and so you might meet somebody freshman year that you needed then, but... Now there's something better, or they need somebody else. And so, like, it's all for purpose. And so it is discouraging, I remember freshman year, to being like, I just feel like I have no one. And I feel like no friendship is working out. It's not deep like my friendships in high school. But if you just are patient and trust in the Lord that he's going to bring who is supposed to be in your life, it is so much just more rewarding when you put in that effort and you just – constantly trust him whatever he has planned in your community and so whenever I left obviously all those I mean I still talk to a couple that are pretty good friends but when you move places you obviously build different community and so mm-hmm. at Lipscomb it was honestly a lot easier a lot faster for me just because it's closer to home um, and then my older sister actually went to Lipscomb and so I just had a lot of her connections and knew a lot of people through her um, it just felt like a lot, felt a lot more like home here at Lipscomb, um, and so I think it's just important. You can always find new community. Like mm. it's never community is never permanent and never final. So yes, you might be content with the people you're with right now, but maybe somebody else needs community, and maybe you're that person for them. So I just it's always important to me to be that friendly face and be just an open heart to other people because you never know who might need community. Just like you need a community in a certain time. That was hard. Yeah, that's so true. And I think also it's hard because, well, Mal has had more uh, college experience. So (laughs) first thing I'll say is if you're lucky enough to find a mentor to help you through just life in general, like I'm, I am so lucky that I have you to like help me because gosh, like you don't, you don't even know freshman year first semester was a struggle and like you just poured into me so much when I needed it so so seek out a mentor if you can um and just like we've been saying like get involved but I think the other thing is like it's so easy especially now with social media to see 
everyone like posting with friends and it, it makes it all look so fun and you know you sit there and like compare yourself and you're like well why am I not like that and like for people like us who have compared ourselves in many different avenues like it's I, any person who sits there and, and says they haven't compared themselves in some way like props to you teach me your ways because <laughs> it's just it's crazy and like social media seeing people just fit in yes. so well and portray like the only the highlight of the their life like no one's gonna post something that yes you know they're like wow today was a really bad day you know yeah. what I mean it's just yes but we all have it and it's easy to compare yeah social media is fake actually fake. <laughs> also so when you're in whatever season just know everyone has struggles mm-hmm. also number two um freshman year is just really hard and no one tells you that and Mm -hmm. no one there's no way to prepare for it but I promise you it does get it does get a lot better it does is the best it does once you get through that Mm -hmm. it really does and I mean I'm still in my freshman year but I've overcome such an arc this year but I want to speaking of arcs I want to dive in a little bit more to your personal story so Mal and I bonded over this um if y'all have heard my story I've talked about it on the pod but I've had some experience with like eating disorders body image all of the things and so what brought us like the closest at camp whenever we met at camp was sharing our testimonies with each other and kind of just diving into our stories and they were very very similar with our struggles so would you be comfortable sharing a little bit of you know your experiences in that area yeah so I guess we never really answered the question about how we met. We just we talked not? about crossings. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, we didn't. Okay, so, go ahead. Yeah, tell okay. It's a great story. It's a great so, story. Abby is actually from where my roommate that I talked about earlier, they went to the same church. Mm-hmm. And so, I knew their church was coming, and I was really excited because they always brought really fun campers. <laughs> and so, I was getting my small group, and my one of my best friends that I worked with, she got her small group too, and Abby was in my best friend's small group, and so her name was Sadie. So Sadie, hi Sadie. Hey Sadie. Hey Sadie. <laughs> Sadie was like Mallory, cause we as staffers would share stories with each other, so we would just know how we could relate to campers a little deeper. And so Sadie heard Abby's, which Abby shared her story, and mm-hmm. Abby later on told me that she was very nervous and didn't normally share. Yeah. But just did because God put it on her heart. Well, found come to find out, Sadie comes up to me and was like, Mallory, I have a girl that is just like you, and you mm-hmm. just have to talk to her. And That's I was such like, a big comment. She said I was like you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, great. So I was so excited. And then we ended up skipping dinner because yeah. our conversation was like three hours long. Which is which is opposite counterintuitive. Of, yeah, don't don't do that. <laughs> don't skip dinner. We both ate afterwards. We did. We did. We did. But we skipped the designated meal time. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, I remember I was like running into worship or a staff meeting or oh something, gosh, and I so had to funny. go get it like a to go plate, and I was oh like, "You gosh, guys, yes, I just had the best yes. conversation, but I didn't get to eat, so I'm yeah. gonna eat really fast." Well, and meanwhile, so Mal was having this interaction. I was having an interaction with a friend who we were also experiencing like similar struggles and like had bonded over similar struggles as well so I was like why don't you know why don't you just like come along and so she was like okay and so then it was like the three of us with Mal yes and so we just got to all talk about 
the struggle of just eating disorders and body image and mm-hmm. just like the pressure of how just how just like burdened mm. this disorder can be and you, you just feel like you're just chained to it and like there it feels like there's no way out and so I actually so that's how we got connected and mm-hmm. we've just been really good friends since and it I was, was just, such a it was such a good talk such a god story such a good and talk. It was all intentional and for a purpose, and mm-hmm. I just, I'm very thankful for Abby, and she says that I'm her mentor, but she, she blesses me so much, too, oh my gosh. so, but. Not us bonding on the podcast right now, <laughs> like, just having a little moment on your bed, just, like, chilling. So, I, I grew up, um, in a Christian home, super, just active person, three-sport athlete, like, just live life to the fullest, man. Basically I just, superhuman, is what she's no. saying. No. <laughs> and so I always grew up, I'll just kind of tell my testimony because it kind of has a little bit to do mm-hmm. with my eating disorder story. So um, I, growing up, I just always, I was given a lot and I was blessed by that. And But to who's given a lot, like also is a lot is expected. Yeah. And so we were constantly just, like, looked at as, oh, like, we have to perform well, and mm-hmm. we would were taken to sports lessons, and we would just go to tournament after tournament, or just, like, constantly grinding, and it was great, and I would not trade that for the world, um, just a great experience, but at a young age, just that perfectionism, and just constantly feeling like I had to perform, and just wanting to be the best of the best was instilled in me. Um, and I was hard on myself because of that. And so throughout high school, um, even though those pressures were there, like I was pretty successful. Um, and I just didn't really face a lot of hardship. And everything was comfortable. I was great. I was just like on cloud nine. No idea what was coming. <laughs> and so then I graduated and I was so excited because I was going to go to Sanford and start just a whole new journey. And... I'm actually a twin, I have a twin, and um, we're just really close, but we decided not to go to the same college, which I'm very thankful we did, because we just learned how to be independent, and it's so cool now to talk about each other's lives, and kind of have different lives, but also still very Aww. similar lives, and so that's a lot of fun, and that was just the decision we made together. Do twins, this is totally off topic, but is twin telepathy actually a thing? <laughs> Okay, sometimes we'll say stuff, and we'll say it at the exact same time, and it's so, so weird. That's so creepy. Oh, but my gosh. feeling each other's pain, that doesn't really happen. So if I, like, punched you right now, she would she not, would be not able feel, feel it. it. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> not a real thing. So, yeah, so I ended up finding my identity and worth in, like, just performance and what other people thought of me very fast in high school. But then, so I went to college, and I was so excited on Cloud9, but then I quickly realized that nobody cares what you did in high school, and this is a whole new chapter. And I went from being a big fish in a small font, small <laughs> pond to a small fish in a very big pond, and that was just really scary for me. Um, everything, nothing was the same in college that it was in high school, and I was just trying to learn the ways of life. And learning a lot. You you have a lot of self-growth in oh college. More yeah. than you could ever imagine. And so during this time, I just kind of struggled a little bit more than I thought I was. 
Um, I went home for Thanksgiving, and my parents, I thought I was fine. My parents were like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm great. Why? And they were like, you just don't seem like the happy Mallory that you were in August. And I was like, no, it's just, it's just college is a little tough, but I'm good. Mm-hmm. And so then I came home and for Christmas break, and Sanford has like a winter term, so it's six weeks, I think. And um, so we didn't go back till the end of January, and I remember leaving in the fall and my friends being like, you are going to be so ready to come back. Like, it's just a really long time. You have so much fun with your family, but you'll be ready to come back. And so I remember Christmas break had went through, and my parents were still kind of concerned, and so I was, like, packing up, getting ready to leave, and I just was so sad. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm just sad, like, leaving my family, but I'll be okay. Um, And so I... I was like, you know what, I'm just going to pack up and go. So I had to go early for, like, um, it's called Step Sing. It's just, like, a performance, and we had to practice. So I had to go about three or four days early. For Phi Delta. <laughs> just kidding. Well, this one was for Chi O. Oh, just kidding. Oh. I was Chi O at Sanford. This was when I was at oh. Sanford. Oh, yeah. snap. Crazy. Oh. Um, and so then I got there, and I just – I'm. I mean, normally I try to keep it together, but I could not keep it together, okay? <laughs> I was just, like, so upset. Yeah. And I just couldn't stop crying. And so, like, the next three days, I just felt like this crippling of just so uneasy of, of restless emotions. And so I sat in my car, I remember, and I just prayed. And I, I went to a workout class, and I... Normally, that's, like, my outlet, and I couldn't even focus. I had to leave the class early because I was just so distraught. Mm -hmm. And so I sat in my car and prayed one night. It was the night before classes, and I was like, Lord, like, I don't know what you're trying to tell me, but I'm listening, and I called my parents, and we talked forever, and they're like, you can transfer. Like, you can come home. It's okay. And I was like, no, I'm a failure. People will think Mm -hmm. bad about me, and I'm – I won't be able to please others, blah, 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 blah. And so then I just kept praying, and I remember vividly, like I will never forget this, hearing the Lord saying, I know you don't know where I'm taking you, but trust me, and I will work all things out for your good. Mm. And for some reason, I mean, normally I love control, but for some reason I was like, okay, God, you're right, here you go, I'm, I'm coming home. And so the next day I literally came, classes started, um, uh, Took myself to the registrar office, unenrolled, oh and God. the next, and then the day after, my parents came and moved out. I had no idea what I was doing. Ended up enrolling on online classes and was so nervous because no one else was doing it that way. But then, come to find out, a month later, COVID hit, then, and oh, everyone was doing online classes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I just like totally oh surrendered gosh. to the Lord yeah. and was so like bold and so nervous. But I just. At the end of the day, I wasn't nervous because I knew the Lord was going to take care of it, and I was so at mm. peace about it. Mm-hmm. And here we are two years later, and the that's Lord like was that, so faithful. Yeah, that's like that peace that passes all under, or surpasses all understanding, right? Yes. Is that what they say? Like, we are so, such controlling people, but power of the Lord, man, you were just like, yeah. I feel at peace. I feel yeah. at peace. And so through all that, I would say in October, so I started October of my freshman year when I was at Sanford. I started training for a half marathon, which post-athlete me, I was so excited. Well, with all this change and longing for control and all this, like, 
craziness of life transition, I didn't know what to like hold on to. So I guess my mind just decided to control, okay, well, Mm -hmm. I can't control anything else. I'm just going to control what I eat and how I exercise Mm -hmm. and it's going to be great. And it's going to give me some hope. And so all that started happening in about October and I just dropped weight really fast and it was just not in a good emotional spot. But I, again, like I said, I, I had no idea, like I didn't know it. And that's just like the eating disorder lying to you of, oh, like everything's great. Like you're doing great. And so I came home and that's ultimately why my parents were really worried about me. Um, and so I just was not well. And it took me about a year to find, like, realize, okay, I really am not well. I remember being so stubborn about it. And Mm -hmm. when I came home for online classes, it gave me time to get better, but I was kind of in like a pseudo recovery mode of like, okay, like I want to do the work, but I don't want to do the hard work. And Mm -hmm. so I just kind of was in this like plateau of just doing the same thing and I remember my parents just really worried about me I remember one night they gave me like an intervention but which I so needed um and so I remember in July I just kept lying to myself like oh I'm fine like I'm doing great like my eating disorders tell me I'm doing great so I'm doing great um and so I remember in like July my mom was like if you don't start getting better like we're not gonna let you go to Lipscomb and that was like the one thing I was looking forward to of post-COVID and that summer I was actually supposed to work at Crossings the camp but it got canceled because of COVID which is so of the Lord because I was not healthy enough to do that and Mm. especially to pour into girls and um so I was just like devastated and Lipscomb was like my saving grace and my parents were about to take it away from me and I just thought that they were the worst And so in August, Mm -hmm. my parents were like, okay, we're taking you to get medical help. Like, this is not good. And I will say also, just jumping in, like, the people that really, I feel like, like the eating disorder kind of makes you push away the people that really can get you the most help. Yes. Because that's like the enemy. Like, that is the enemy. Because like these people that you are getting angry at, if you are experiencing something similar to what we have, like, for us, it was our parents because we are lucky enough to have parents that, you know, care about us enough to do what's hard so that we can get better. But like in the moment, try your hardest not to let the enemy take over because then he's winning. And like, that is not right. That is not how it's supposed to be. Right. And so we're supposed to, if you're feeling that resentment, like just know it's not, it's not your child or it's not the person that you're it's your eating disorder talking. It's not you. Yes. 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 Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I, if it wasn't for my community, my, and you don't have to tell everyone, like if no. this is not anyone else's concern, find three or four people that will encourage you mm-hmm. and keep you accountable and not just be like, Oh, you're doing great. Like, no, like you need to do X, Y, and Z to get better. And it might not, it might be hard. And if it wasn't for my parents and my sisters, like I would have not gotten through that. Mm. And yeah, so thank you, Jesus, for putting them in my life mm-hmm. during that time and being so just determined to help me get better, even when I was being such a brat. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> me too. So in August, my parents finally forced me to go get help. They were like, there's not another option. And I was terrified. Oh my goodness. 
So we went and I, the numbers became real. Like the mm. science became real and I was like, okay, yeah, I am pretty sick. And, but I just still was holding on to, okay, well, my comfort is in my eating disorder right now and this is gonna take away that comfort and I'm not gonna be okay. But I just continued to trust that my parents knew what was best for me even when it was not easy to do that. And so I went through some help. Um, I never went inpatient, which would, I cannot imagine to all you people out there that might be in that, going through that right now. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry, but just I'm so proud of you for being courageous and doing the hard thing to put mm -hmm. yourself first. And can you explain what inpatient is just for those Yeah, yeah. Are? So inpatient is whenever you're to the point where you can't do it alone and you might have to get a feeding tube where you just need extra supervision constantly to make sure you're mm. you're getting the right help and honestly the right nutrients you need so you don't just stop living which mm. is so scary and different people need different things so don't think just because your recovery process is different from someone else's or like if you are an impatient and someone else isn't that doesn't make you any less anymore everyone is on their own path their own journey of recovery right exactly so i remember honestly the whole semester, it was it was a tough battle. Some really good days and some really bad days, and that's it's not linear. Recovery is not linear in anything, whether it be alcoholism, whatever it may be. Um, and but if it wasn't for again those stable people, that stable community, like it would have been so easy to be like, oh well, my eating disorder is saying that it'd be more comfortable to just go back. And but I knew that life is bigger than being so miserable um we're called to be joyful and um life is supposed to be enjoyable mm -hmm. like and that is not sustainable no matter how much we want it to be and so I went through the long process of just getting better and putting myself first and trusting the people around me saying that I was doing better I looked healthier and trusting my doctors um and so it was not easy, um, but at the end of the day, it was so worth it. Mm. And I, at right whenever it was about February, March, April, I was starting to get better. I could, I was starting to have energy again, and just feeling like myself again. And I remember there were times where I was like, "Man, I wish I could go back to the just being able to control everything." But life's too mm. short for that. Oh my goodness. And so I was so excited because I was going to work camp, and I knew, like, the Lord had was using this for his glory. Um, but I was, again, just kind of on the other side. There's just such a bad stigma of eating disorders, and I was so ashamed of what I'd went through. Um, and that goes for any struggle. We all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. And ultimately, my eating disorder was just another sin, and I was making my control, my longing for control, or my body image, or whatever, um, an idol, and that is not glorifying to the Lord, so I realized quickly that I might be ashamed of this, yes, but the Lord was using this for His glory, and He uses our struggles to help build other people up, yes. so because of what I went through, and because of the hardness, I used to think, why is God putting me through this? Like, this is just too hard to bear. 
like it helped me strengthen me so then I could witness to other people mm. and he gives us our struggles for a purpose there's mm-hmm. no mistake in what he puts us through because he then puts people in our path like Abby or yeah. whoever <laughs> there's so many people that I've gotten to share that with and I could hide it under the covers and be like oh my goodness I'm so ashamed mm. and like I still like have a hard time talking about it like I'm still not proud of it, but it is part of my story, and it is who I am. And if I am able to help other people become closer to the Lord or hear the gospel through that and show how the Lord saved me, oh, my goodness, I would go through it again, even though Mm. it would not be fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. Me too, 100%. And I think also, like, a lot of times we associate, like, sharing things and like sharing how we've overcome things just by like telling people or speaking it or like you know if you're not feeling like connected through like words maybe you're just not a big speaker maybe you're more introverted and you just don't feel led in that way to share your story through like words like there are so many other outlets of ways that you can share whether it's like just a a friend to friend connection like there's like art forms out there and there's like I mean I'm like super like at an art school so that's just the way my (laughs) brain works but like you know if you're more connected to dance like you can or you can write songs or you can use what you go through, not just, I mean, Mallory and I like to talk, so obviously we're going to talk about it, but um, there are so many different ways that you can share that with people. Write a book, you know, like do devotionals, um, look into therapy or nutritionist uh, healthy ways of, of, you know, there's so many people who have struggled with eating disorders who are now nutritionists or uh, people involved in like health because they're passionate about what they've gone through. Um, in that way and they want to they want to help people because they've been there and I think when you have that story but you glorify God through it that is when the true beauty not only shines for other people but also you you feel it in yourself Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's like selfish at all but I think it's honestly like wow God like look how you have used me and I'm a sinner and I'm broken and yet you're good enough to use my struggles turn my shame into glory or my pain into glory or however the shame, songs yeah. is that yeah. yeah shame into glory yeah, yeah yeah um seas into highways you know he he is constantly just using us in ways that we can kind of beat ourselves down and for Mallory and I we beat ourselves down to where we stopped feeding ourselves um but in anything that you go through just know that like you will get through it it's not you, it's evil, and evil will not win if you turn everything you do and find God in everything that you do and you pursue the Lord, even when it's so hard and even when you feel like you have nothing left, like the Spirit will fill you up. He will, and, it, and it'll feel hard, and there will be hard times. Right. But Yeah, sometimes it, you might be, the hardest part is being in the midst of it, and feeling like, oh my gosh, why, why is this happening? There's, there could be absolutely no, no purpose for the pain I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. But the more you see, okay, I do see the light at the end of the tunnel, or I do know that the Lord is going to use this, and He is faithful. He was faithful yesterday, He's faithful today, and He's going to be faithful forever. Mm-hmm. The more you know that and live that out, the better that struggle will be for you, and the easier it will be to overcome. I know if it wasn't for my faith, I would have not been able to conquer yep. 
anorexia as fast as I did. Yep. Um, I my doctor all the time was like, "You are a miracle story." Like most mm-hmm. people take three to five years, and you did it in less than a year. And not only like, yeah, I did have to work hard for it, but like, that is of the Lord. Like mm-hmm. His power and His strength. Like none of that was on my own. When His timing too, you can see how perfect His timing was throughout your whole story. Yes. Like how everything just, and in the moment when you were like, I don't know why I'm leaving school, but I am. And I don't know why I'm doing online, but I am. And then like, I don't, you know, it just, it's timing. You can just see it in your story so beautifully. Yeah. And so just wherever you are right now, like whether you're in the midst of a struggle, if you're in a valley or if you're on the mountaintop afterwards, just remember like, don't be ashamed of where you are. Mm. Everyone's timelines look different. Everyone struggles with different things. My sin is no less than Abby's sin, and Abby's sin is no less than mine. Mm -hmm. Like, we all go through different things, and that's because we are human. But, like, just know everything happens for a purpose. And because of that, we don't have to be ashamed. And Mm -hmm. we are called to be on this earth to live out the Lord's plan for us and to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and because of that, he uses our struggle for that. Mm, that is so beautiful. Um, that Just such a great story. I've learned so much from you, Mal, and it's just, it's so great, and I love that we get to share about it now. Um, and as we close, I want to end just with one thing, which you taught me. Um, I also learned at Crossings, but uh, one thing that they, they kind of, like, emphasize on Crossings is, like, what what you say should be backed up by scripture. And I think that I know, I like, I don't know why I just never really thought about that. Cause I just love to talk. And so I'll just be like, Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm spreading the news of Jesus. But then when I heard that, I was like, wait, am I really spreading the news of Jesus? You know, mm-hmm. or am I just doing what like feels right because I'm a Christian. Um, and so that's something I've learned from you, Sadie. Um, every, every, you know, especially just crossings, but a lot of like churches and, 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 uh, groups have emphasized. Um, so what are some scriptures that have helped you through like, you know, college, eating disorder, your journey, transitions now? What are, what are some scriptures that speak to you? Yeah. So I, I, whenever you were telling me the questions you were going to ask, I love this question. Mm-hmm. Um, especially cause it's easy to go throughout your life, just kind of living through the motions and forgetting about scripture. Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy to do that. Um, and so one of the, one of the main scriptures that got me through just any transition. So honestly, the past three years of my life or anything hard, um, I've talked a lot about just like trusting in the Lord. And so, um, Proverbs three, five, and six are just like some solid scripture. Um, and they say, I have it pulled up here just so I don't say it wrong. (laughs) Um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight Um, and so it's so easy to plan out your life and plan out everything you want to do but his plans are greater anything we could ever imagine his is greater Mm -hmm. and so if we trust in him and know that then um, he's going to make our path straight and that just goes back to trusting that everything has purpose and so that has really helped me through just all parts of my life really um and so then what's helping me right now one of my favorite verses that I've read here recently that just has been really powerful to me and has spoke to me a lot 
um, is Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, which is not the most popular book in the Bible. So mm-hmm. here's a good piece of scripture okay, for corgi girl. all you people out there. Um, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. Mm-hmm. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Um, and so that's just a verse that constantly reminds me of God's love and how his interests are the best interests for us. Um, but also, we are going to fail. Like, we are not perfect, mm-hmm. and he never calls us to be perfect, and he gives us grace, and we need his mercy. And so this is just a good, has been a good reminder for me that I need to give myself grace because the Lord gives me new mercy every day, mm-hmm. and it constantly overflows. Like, mm-hmm. there's not... I. The Lord knows I need a lot of mercy and a lot of grace, and so he, it's just, it's infinite, and it's limitless, and that's because he loves us so much, and so that's mm. just. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful, and I think it's also, it's great to see, like, read that scripture, and see, like, that as our example, have that as our example, like, forgiven, you will be forgiven, like, he gives us new mercies every single day, so, like, who are we to judge, who are we to be, like, I mean, it's so easy, as, I mean, I know I've done this, but, like, like, as, as a Christian, I can sit here and be like, oh, well, like, oh, this person's, like, posting a Bible verse, but, like, you know, what if they just found it because it looks cute? You know right. what I mean? I mean, I'm being really open and vulnerable and honest, and it probably sounds awful saying it out loud, but, like, it's the truth. We all judge, but, like, why? You know? And, like, mm-hmm. when hard times come or when, when we have troubles with friends, like, forgiveness is powerful, and we hear in that verse such a beautiful example of how we should be striving to live our life in forgiveness and new mercies and just oh it's just that's a great verse yes that's really good yeah yeah I just you're good you're good (laughs) I just it's it's so easy to judge other people and it's so easy to judge yourself and so that just constant reminder of God is the only judge and his opinion is the only thing that matters of us Mm -hmm. and he's the just all-knowing, magnificent God, and so he's that's so just, cool. Oh, he's the best. He is the best. Oh my what God, a great Father. And I'm so glad that He has allowed us just to come in, into each other's lives. Um, this was such a great talk. This was awesome. We had we had a couple of little technical difficulties <laughs> throughout the pod, so if you hear like clips of anything, we had to stop it because the outro music kept playing the whole time, but every time I would like stop the clip, I'd be like, Mallory, this is so good. This is so good. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, thank you so much just for pouring into me so much and pouring into everyone that's going to listen. I know this podcast is going to speak to so many people. Um, And if you guys want to reach out to Mallory, talk to her. Um, Right now she's on a little Instagram fast, but uh, if you're interested in getting to know Mallory a little bit more, then you just DM me on at the That's Life pod, and I'm sure she would love to talk to you if you're near the area. Go and go to church, get coffee. I don't know. I yeah. kind of just like offered you up, but no, that would be that's so fun. Who, that's just who you are. So yeah. I figured. I love that. I love getting to know <laughs> new people, and I just wanted to say, so proud of you, Abby. <laughs> and this podcast, just Chucks. great platform. She's doing great. <laughs> Keep listening, and yeah. And that is life. That is life. That is life. Thank you, Mal.